What's going on, man? I can hear the music. I know, I'm trying to like, uh... BX, what's going on, Bronx? Chilling, bro. Chilling, man. Welcome to the Free Yourself podcast. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Where, where, like, where's the uh, shell part come from, yo? The shell. I'm gonna tell you where the shell part. You see the shell behind me right there? Yeah, you a right cancer? You a cancer? I'm a cancer. Yeah, I'm a cancer. So let me break it down to you real quick. Um. I'm a cancer, right? I, I'm I'm a big astrology guy, so I do know. You ever see or you ever know anybody that that kind of reads their their zodiac or astrology thing and be like, "No, that ain't me," right? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that that ain't me. I'm I'm you know this is part of accepting everything, uh, all of who I am, right? Um, because yeah, there uh, crabs are moody. Before I'm like, man, that's not me. I don't want nobody to know I'm moody, right? But you say nah, it with a mood. mood. You be like, I ain't moody, yo. Like, <laughs> so I'm moody. You know what I'm saying? Like I, uh, I'm emotional. I'm all of it, right? So you know, I make. I'm learning to accept everything. Yes, I am, but I, I'm so much more than that as well, and that's okay, right? Um, but that's part of it. So the bigger part of it is actually. Um, for so the 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 intention of the podcast is for people to listen to other people's stories of inspiration of people finding what they love to do um and uh and just doing it and growing right and when you grow you break out of your shell naturally you break out of that shell and to to climb into another shell right um so it's it's finding your passions uh stepping out of your shell um you know being and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations not not um not to not literally put yourself in uncomfortable situations but let yourself be uncomfortable and work through that so that you can grow right um so that's the idea of it uh step out of your shell um grow out of your shell break out of your shell let your your light your inner light shine boom right. bang free yourself right right right, right. yourself right that's what that's yeah. what it is you free yourself <laughs> son right? um, <laughs> they just got this there's a promo and a commercial for like it's dope hey. though that's dope that's really i mean that's what's it's funny because like I, when you had first sent it to me it was one of those like yo did he is that a mistype type of thing? But then I saw it was capitalized. I was like, oh, this is your shit. So as I was waiting and I was, I was like, shell. And I was like, okay. I was like, uh, I was like, yo, is, is Jay a cancer? Like, because I like, I'm the type of person when it comes to Zodiac signs where I'm fascinated by it, but I don't live by it in the sense right. where like, you know, oh, just because I'm this, I, I'm going to act this way. But I'm fascinated that like the Capricorns, I'm a Capricorn. So the Capricorns I know, including myself, have these similar personalities. Right. The cancers that I've, you know, like I, I know that four cancers and how, the, how I look at them makes me look at all cancers that way. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Virgos. Virgos are my, it's supposed to be my match. I dated two Virgos. Jesse's a Virgo. You know, our boy Jesse's a Virgo. Um, 
like my best friends are Virgos. It's like, it's crazy. So I'm always fascinated with it, you know? So exactly. like, I, I, but I never knew as long as we know each other, I never knew you were a cancer. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but that's the, that's the thing. Um, Bronx is that I call you Bronx or Darren. Whatever. No, I, I always go by like how you know me. I mean, exactly. That's so Same here. Call me whatever we go by. So, it is weird though. Like if you know me as Bronx and you call me Darren, I'll be like, wait a time out. Or vice versa. Like if you know it's Darren for years and then you're like, yo, Bronx, I'm like, all right, you're just trying too hard. Now you're, just <laughs> you're trying to get into the club and you're not allowed. But <laughs> it's weird. It's like, you know, you, 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 you the same way. You have a, you know, it's like an alias in a way. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and in my studies and astrology, it is that so, right, we don't, we're, we're not completely with that, right? And we don't live by that either, because, um, you know, there's a lot of times that I'm like energetic, I'm, I'm the happiest dude on the earth, on earth, where sometimes I'll be, I tell people like, you know, I could be moody sometimes, I could get emotional, they're like, no, I, I don't like, I don't know you, like, I don't, I can't picture you like that. But right, like, right. if you're with me 24 seven, you're going to see all those aspects. Right. But right, I've right. learned that those things um, like emotionals, right? Emotion, emotions for me, that is part of part of the, the characteristics and the tools that that I'm born with that are meant to help me grow if I can move through them and not push them away, right? Because, you know, you could say, I could easily be like, nah, man, I ain't moody, right? And not even acknowledge that I'm just, and me saying, I ain't moody or emotional. And just saying it is like, <laughs> you just, you are, right? But accepting right. it and and moving through it to help you grow and, and being okay with it because everybody's got their things and it is what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, so... Let's get to it. You mentioned earlier, um, as long as we know each other, right? How back? How far back is that? That is. So I came out. I came out to Hartford in '97, and I met Mario instantly. So by meeting Mario, I had met the whole Eastbridge crew. I met that whole clique, and yeah. when and there's people in that clique that are not even from East Hartford, but like for me, that's what I saw that clique to be. It was. It was. It's crazy. It was '97, so. Coming from like Pennsylvania, I, I like I didn't even like I, I was just talking about this with Jesse. I, I didn't listen to Woo, right? When they came out, I remember when they came out. I was I was I was a Tribe fan. I was an NWA fan. Like you know what I mean? Woo to me was like what the fuck. And I, my boys that I grew up with, they were listening to him, and I was like, all right. But then when I got to college, I really got into them, and I was like, yo, this is this is something. This is you know. I'm appreciating a different life. And then I move out to Connecticut and I meet a crew, I meet a, a, a crew of people that like, like, are like, I did like almost like live in that life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, and then and every which way and it's instantly like the energy, it, you know, it's that's what's so crazy about you doing this, me doing comedy, you know, any one of us that are doing stuff is like, yo, we, that, that core of people, you know, whether it was at the palace or it was the East Bridge or there's so much energy in that core. Oh like, my goodness. Like it's one of those things where like, you know, and I know we get together, obviously we're getting older right now. Yeah. And I, and I feel like we're reaching that, we're at that age group right now where like the only way we're going to get together is over deaths and, and, and fucking marriage. But most of us are already married 
And then the ones that are not married, it's like we weren't in each other's life the way we were at that one time. Mm-hmm. But to have like a Palestinian reunion, what? The East, the East, like everybody, especially where we're at now in our lives. Yeah. Like just, just to get together, like I already know what that would feel like. I already know the energy in that, in, in that the laughter, you know, like the, the reminiscent stories. It's like, that's so, so we're going 20 years. So 97, no, 30 years, right? Yeah, almost. We're headed to 30. So what's that? No, that's no, 20... no, no. I, I'm 45. I came out. I turned 21 out. So about 20, 24 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it was, and one thing like you and me is that I, in this group of energy, everybody had that same individuality, which is crazy. When you're coming from a group to have individuality is like different. You know, where it was like, yeah, I know you to this person, but I'm going to be my own friend with you. And yep. that's how we clicked. That's how me and Jesse clicked, me and Ghost, me and Short, you know, where, and then our, our, our core, Mario, who left, none of us missed a beat. It wasn't like, you know, you t- you ripped out the heart and we were still pumping. Like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it, I agree because every time, every time we see you is all, oh, you can feel that energy. You feel the love uh, that, yeah. that was there, that was built during those times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is when you talk about it like that, it is, that is, it is special, right? Um, yeah. Where, damn, so we're, this 25th anniversary coming up. Which made, <laughs> which made two years ago or before COVID, when we all went to the Wu concert and we all met each other in the lobby unexpectedly, that's what, that's what they had, they were having their anniversary. We were reuniting, but it wasn't about like everybody had to stay with each other. Like everyone did their thing. I mean, a lot of people, you know, so chill with each other, but that whole, I mean, people had their kids. I remember I've had, you know, you know, his kid, Manny had his little Manny, like, and it was like, yo, like, this is like, this is like, yeah, you're right. Ever like, and that's why I think the energy. And when you said you were doing this, I was like, "Yo, this is dope." You know what I mean? Like, we're making moves, money moves now. Like, thanks, thanks. Yeah. But man. so, yeah. So, I mean, part of the reason why I I asked you to come on is because I look through Facebook, right? Um, and so I see you always doing your thing, bro. And 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 the thing is, so I work with um I work with court involved youth, right? And in my job, I don't, I don't feel like I work, bro. That's, that's how passionate and, and how much I love my job that it doesn't feel like work. Um, and when, when you see a kid that, um, that you can see the light in his eyes from something he just learned, um, you know, being able to accomplish something or even just, just letting him, watching him let his his some of his walls down yeah. right it's it's a it's an amazing feeling so um and so it's that and dj and i get that 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 same kind of energy when i when i'm rocking a party bang 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 it's just a great feeling that i'm like man yo i want to share what it's like for me right. and i want people to share if they have found their passions to you know talk about how you got there what makes you what inspires you um what motivates you stuff like that so that other people could look, watch the, the show and be like fuck that i'm about to go i'm about to go do what i love to do right yeah i'm out yeah. <laughs> like, well my like my 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 comedy story is is kind of funny because no pun intended but like when i was <laughs> when i when i left the bronx i moved to my father in the suburbs and it was 
you know, he was trying his hardest. I, I went there for the summer and then it ended up being school. Then I, I went from sixth grade to my senior year to college. But those six years, I was really like, wait, am I still going? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just waiting for my mom to get better, so to speak. Yeah. You know, so my dad didn't know what to do. He was working, he was a working single parent. So his, you know, his coming, he left, he was on his own at 13 in the Bronx. So what he knew as life was different, especially in the suburbs. So like his thing was work, 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 work. And then how he dealt with me was like, you're grounded. But me being grounded, instead of putting his hands on me and like just putting me in my place and keep it moving, you ground it, but he didn't even know what that meant. He, how you won't ground me, you're not here to enforce it. So then it would become to further notice, like, and this was ongoing, you know? Yeah. So I used to, I used to watch comedy. Um, I used to have a little TV. I used to watch Amy at the Improv. And I used to see these comedians and I like, I loved it. And I would imitate them. You know, I I'd go to school, I'd be imitating all these cats. Um, but I was always quiet. Cause I was always, a, you know, even to this day, to this day at 45, I'm, I'm observant. Like, People will introduce me and be like, I thought he was a comedian, but right. I'm just watching everything. I'm just seeing everything for me to become myself in front of you. I got to feel comfortable, you know? So I watch, I studied comedy, whatever. I was always like a little clown. I was always a clown to the people that knew me, but I wasn't ever that class. I got class clown in high school because I asked people to vote for me. It wasn't like I was <laughs> like straight up. Cause I was, I wanted something in the yearbook. Like it wasn't like I was tripping motherfuckers like, and, and it, trying to be funny about it. I'm like, yo, vote for me for class clown. They're like, I mean, all right. <laughs> so when people ask me as a comedian, they're always like, yo, you got class clown in high school? I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I, I ran for it. Like, you know, <laughs> like I legit ran for it. Uh, against myself like so I come out here right and I'm working you know regular jobs whatever nine to fives whatever I'm young and I get fired from champs I was working at champs in in, in the mall and I got fired on some bullshit um, wait did you get fired on your day off too <laughs> uh no 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 there was like this huge shit going on and it was like intense right so I get fired I lose my job and I'm like I don't know what to do and one of my best friends, my fraternity brother, Lou, you know, uh, Fat Lou. Big Lou, yeah. Yeah, he he knew, he knew already about my comedy. You know, like, I was always funny, but I, he knew that, like, how I studied it. So he was like, yo, why, you ain't got a job. Why don't you go down to Hartford? They got a comedy club. You know, say you want to be a comedian. So I did. City Steam Brewery in Hartford. I, I went down, and I was like, I want to become a comedian. And they were like, you ever bust tables? And I was like, nah. Like... <laughs> But so then I got a job as a busser and I was, then I was a server and then I was a bartender. And, but in that whole process of coming into my own, I was meeting comedians, um, you know, I was watching comedians even live. I was terrified. I was terrified because I was funny with my friends, but to be funny on stage in front of strangers, I was like, ah, that's not me. That's, you know, like, and to go back to our, our connection in our group of friends, there's a lot of funny people. Like, I'm not the funniest person. I'm just only the one that has decided to put it on stage. That's it. Like, and I know that. So the amount of pressure I put on myself was like, was big. But I went there and I met Jessica Curson. She's, um, she has a Netflix special. She's, um, she's amazing. I just saw her at the casino uh, this year. I would go up to comics that I felt I could talk to. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot of comics that were assholes, male or female, yeah. whatever. They just, oh, they were too good to talk to. And there were other comics that would talk your ear off because they saw something in you just for coming up to them. And Jessica Curson was one of them. And she was like, 
um, you should, there's a comedy class in Gotham Comedy Club in New York. So I looked it up and it was 13 weeks. It was on Mondays. You take this class and then you graduate. You pay like $300, you know, looking back, what I tell younger comics now is that like, is it a scam? It is in a sense where like, ain't no one gonna tell you how to be funny. But what I got from it was that like, I drove down there. I figured out a way down there every Monday. I had a shitty car. I didn't have any money. You know, Lou took me one time. Another one of my boys took us, took me one time, took the train down. That hustle to do it subconsciously, I think made me like, yo, I'm doing this. Yeah. And I went down there and I get into this class and motherfuckers had books. Like, I, I was like, oh, I'm in the wrong class. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the advanced comedy class. Hold on, was I supposed to? I was supposed to buy a book for this class. Yo, 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 so I, bro, I'm treating it like college, right? I'm going up to the professor. He ain't even a professor. He just like a, a has-been comic. <laughs> I just decided to work that shift. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, uh, I think I'm in the wrong class. He goes, we'll talk about it when you go on stage. I said, hold up, time out. Like, I came here to learn how to be on stage. I didn't come here, like, what you asking for me? Like, I don't, so basically what the class was, was 13 of us. And you just went on stage and did four minutes of material and everybody critiqued it to fine, to t- fine tune it. Right. Yep. I go on stage and all I, I had nothing. I was just like, uh, yeah, I think I'm in the wrong class. You know, I, and my nerves, I know my nerves make me look comfortable on stage. I've learned that. Then I didn't know that. Right. But so I got, I got the, I got the whole class laugh. I'm making 13 people laugh out of 13. I'm killing it, right? I'm, now I'm the, I'm the A student of the class with no grades, right? <laughs> like, I'm the favorite to come out of this, right? So when you graduate on that 13th week, they put you on a Friday night at a seven o'clock show, mixed in with other comedians. So the whole place is packed because you know you got all your family support and friends supporting you. Yeah. Then you got regular people there. Then you got people visiting New York. So it's a crowd. And then you, you're sprinkling in some professionals to make the crowd, the show go. I'm closing the show. There's like 13, 14 comics. Everyone's doing five minutes, right? Holy cow. And I practice my five minutes. I used to rehearse it in my room and shit like that. What you don't, what you can't factor in is a crowd response. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Yeah. Cause like so, if, you, if you throw something out there and it. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't, and the timing of laughter or any of that, right? So I go there. And my whole family's there. So I got my mother, my stepfather, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, my cousin. And they got the front table in front of the stage. (laughs) And just like anyone else, because I see it happen now, anyone else that starts to do comedy and their friends support them, they automatically think that they're going to talk about what they know is funny. So if when I first started doing comedy, all our boys thought I was just going to talk about living in the house. They don't realize of all the trauma and the tragedy that I've been through in life that got me to a point to be talking on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not even there yet. I'll get there in a minute, but like, (laughs) I got to talk about the abuse first. Like, let me get that out the way. Like, so what I recorded for five minutes, bro, when I say I was nervous, you know, I don't know how you were the first time you DJed a party, but like, I'm about to tell you, I'm about to tell you. I, I said, I said to my instructor, I said, what do you do with your nerves? And to this day, this has never changed. I'm, I'm a fast drinker. So like, if you give me water, juice, alcohol, whatever, I just drink fast when I'm nervous. The problem is when you drink alcohol, that shit catches up to you, right? So he says to me, 
not knowing me, he goes, oh, I, I always, always take a shot of vodka right before I went on stage. Man, you talking to a full-blown alcoholic. So I'm like, <laughs> I take a Captain and Coke. I'm sucking these down like quick. I probably had like five before I went on. So not only was I nervous and the alcohol kicked in, I'm in front of my family just staring at me going, is he going to make fun of Tata? Is he going to, like, wait, wait, he's going to make fun of you? Like, and I go on stage with the hackiest material ever. And I don't even wait for a punch, like laughter. I'm like, I'm going off the script. Like if no one's in the room, like if I'm doing a zoom before zoom, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. So, uh, you know, speaking of traffic, uh, like no one said anything about traffic and I'm just jumping into how I wrote it. Like, cause in my mind, the conversation, if I would have brought it up, like it was dope, man. And I tell comics all the time. I'm like, when people come up to me after the show and they say, yo, I, I should become a comedian. I'm like, yo, look, just try it because you're going to bomb in the sense of you're not going to do exactly how you thought you were going to do, whether you do good or not, you're not going to do, it's not going to feel the way you think it's going to feel. Mm. It's a comedian is after you do that. And after you get that feeling in your gut, what you do with it afterwards. If you mm. go up and you're like, yo, that shit was, woof, shit was surreal and I'm good. Now, all right, you did what you got to do. It was a bucket list. But if you mm. go up there and you ate it, like motherfuckers were just cricket staring at you and you were like, I want to go back. You're a stand-up comedian. That's it. That's all it takes is that like, you got to, you want, you, you got, there's something wrong with you. Like you want that pain. Exactly. Welcome. Welcome to the crew. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying is that feeling of, of doing something you love, no matter what the, the outcome yeah. is going to be, the response, the expectation of like, there's no expectations, whether you, like whether somebody's listening to this or not, I don't care. We had a great conversation. Right. 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 So it's like, wait, that. wait, wait, so, wait. No, tell me, no, no one's listening to this. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I got like two followers, yo. <laughs> so if you if you're looking to, for promotion, man, sorry. Oh, should, I just, should I just shout out your fam? Because that's all not your two followers that you're like, your brother. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Like, <laughs> no, I got I got some people listening, but and I'm getting good feedback, yo. So um it's okay. I'll get there. I mean it's not and but oh, it's no, not no, 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 that's what it is. That's no, that's yeah. what it's supposed to be, man. That's like that's not to interrupt, I apologize, but like, no, that's, that's the thing, you know, like I see it, you know, now I'm a veteran in Connecticut, yeah. which is crazy to me because I'm still grinding in my eyes. I'm still, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm still grinding, yeah. but I, but I am a veteran as far as like the time I put in. So I see these young comics and everybody wants to get to that level, but it's like, yo, listen, it's, it's like, it's, I just, I was on a podcast a couple weeks ago and I, and I said this, I said, it's growth. You have to go through it. Like you exactly. can't fast forward it. You can't, I don't care how talented you are, how like who you know, who you don't know. You can't fast forward the right. actual growth. You could fast forward the process by grinding harder than somebody, but right. you still gotta go through it. You, you still could. gotta eat it. You still yeah. gotta build it. You still gotta keep going after it. Like it's yeah. yeah, and learning to appreciate the those times that you know you. You didn't, maybe like you might, you might uh, relate. Like sometimes you were probably the funniest, you had the funniest night ever. You had like two people listening to it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like you get, you got to grow. Like you said, um, sit through it, grow through it. Appreciate that. Those moments. Are we allowed to smoke on this real quick? I apologize. Yeah. yeah do whatever you want. I mean, it's my house. I want to make sure. It's yeah. yeah. Um, don't pass it this way, but. <laughs> No, listen, so I'm going to tell you about my, as DJing, because yeah, because DJing, when I first started, yeah, man, I put, I did some things that, and even sometimes I still do, like, 
read the crowd wrong or just play something that like that didn't hit didn't drop like killed the whole party you had rocking for like 10 minutes and that 10 minutes i'm like boom and just killed it i'm like damn i was here for three hours rocked it for 10 minutes <laughs> and i know I've, i messed it up <laughs> yeah. that's real, that's real. i heard but yeah. yeah but um but then you know i love to do it so i just kept doing it let me tell you another one um you remember stage east yeah were you around for stage east so i, I was performing at stage i did first line uh, latin kings comedy at stage east nice oh yeah that's dope I opened, so, up for, I opened up for little Susie and TKA. Uh, and I, I said, only Hartford has freestyled, not died. And the whole crowd just stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, and? <laughs> That's funny. It still uh, hasn't died, actually. <laughs> in East Hartford. No. Um, so we used to, um, uh, my mentor, DJ Carrasco, uh, great DJ, but he was the guy that took me in and said, listen, you, I need help doing, you know, some, some DJing. Boom, I helped him. And he's the one that's like, yo, you know, you do your own parties, use my stuff, whatever. But anyways, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm rocking stage East. Let's do it. So I'm like, all right, boom. So we, I'm like, I'm, and you know, the DJ is up here. The crowd is down here. So like every, everybody can see you. Everybody knows who's got the microphone, who's, who's spinning the records. And he's rocking it because that's what he do. And he's like, yo, grab the mic, get on the mic, hype him up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, 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 nah. He's like, he's like, no, man, go ahead, yo. That's why you're here. I'm I'm spinning. You grab the mic, hype him up, just hype him up. Like, put your hands in the air. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. hey, everybody put your hands in the air. And they're like, uh, they, they stopped. The, yo, the, the song was great. I got on the mic and they stopped dancing. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to pass the mic. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Yo, bombed it. Next week comes. <laughs> I thought he was not going to give it back to me. Yo, I'm thinking like, I'm good. He's not going to give me the mic. He saw what happened last time. <laughs> Yo, get on the mic, rock the crowd. I'm like, dude. You don't remember what happened last week? He's like, yeah, go ahead, keep going, right? Boom, I did it. Yo, bombed it again, bro. I'm like, dude, I can't. So what happened was I started practicing on my own, like in the at home. I'm like trying to get a little my right. voice up, get it right. Um, and then I did it and I kept doing it. It's the, the point of the story is that I just kept doing it. Yeah. Um, but what happened for me is that even though I bomb it, I can still bomb it to, to this day. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at it right now, but you know, there's some moments, but is the feeling I have inside, even, even if I mess it up, I'm still going to take another shot. Right. Is that I still got that confidence. I'm not yeah. as nervous. I'm not as scared as I was before. Um, and I think when you get to that point, <clears throat> um, well, it's it's getting to that point where if you if you can stick with it, you're gonna get better. Like you saying, you know, you gotta grow, you gotta do it, you gotta go through it and and practice. Um, but even with that said, you know, there's still some moments that I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't have did that. But um, I'm not scared to do it again. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you know you have to 
you got to keep doing it. Like I, like I have jokes. I probably have six jokes that has been, have been with me my whole career. And a lot of times, like I'll, I'll have people now that just start going to shows. And the first thing yeah. they'll say is like, you're going to do the same jokes. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm building. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like this, this show ain't about you. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's 90, 99 other people that never seen me. Like right, I'm not right. keeping the show just for you. That's, 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 it's a little selfish, no? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because the jokes, like, you know, like you take one joke that at one time in my career when I first started was my all. Like I could drop the mic on it, right? But I, but I put so much emphasis on it at that time. Now it ain't shit. Now it's just something that I throw in there to, to keep you going. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, and that, because that is constantly doing it and, and, mm-hmm. and then getting better and then pushing it back and pushing it back and being like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to say this, mm. but there was a time in my life I needed to say it every, every set. I needed to say the, the bit about rolled coin. I needed to, cause it was funny. Yeah. And there's a clip of me doing it. It's funny. So like, I got it. Like it's it always gets a good laugh. Yeah. It, 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 but it's a security blanket. Yeah. You know? That's, that's like, but that then I learned to like go over the blanket, but also keep, you know, like you just do it differently and you, and you, but you got to keep doing it in order mm-hmm. to, you know, get, get to get that. Yeah. And then you learn from it. You study it. I mean, if you're not studying and you're not trying to get better, you, you shouldn't be up there either. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so like uh, as DJs, like, I mean, for myself, I can't speak for all of them, but I got, I got some go-to mixes that are like, I know could bring the crowd out, rock the crowd until I get it together or figure some other yeah. stuff out. Right. Or, or throw in what the new stuff that I've been wanting to kind of mix in um and sometimes you mix and match whatever you had and and mix and match it with the new the new uh routine type um right that's how i write like i what i do is like you know there's comics that throw out they you know they try to start a new joke or end on a new joke or whatever like i try to sandwich a joke like so if i know the roll coin is funny and the shower bit is funny they always hit no matter what the crowd is they always hit and i but i really want to work on this like this baby shit I'm gonna put it in between there because I know that if it hits, oh, now it's like hit, hit, hit. Mm. But if it doesn't, I got something to sandwich it in and then you still having a good time. Yeah. You know, yeah. but eventually it, the, the goal is to create it to it becomes the new hit, you know, and then now you just have hits. Now it's, you know, now when I go on stage, I have a skeleton cr- mindset of, of my set, you know, like I got my relationship stuff, I got my, you know, now now I got baby stuff, I got broke shit, I got Puerto Rican shit, I have all this stuff. And now I go to a show and I'm like, you know, just load it. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando, like I'm bringing every weapon out now. Like, yeah, oh, like, these, all these bitches, oh, I got bitches jokes. You know, oh, there's 17 couples, I got all couple jokes. Like, yeah. I've been engaged twice, I never got married. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. I, it's a Rolodex now. Before, yeah, so got, before it was like five, 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 five flashcards, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, man, there's so many ways I want to go or can go with it anyway. Um, so are you still right now, you still have the passion for, for this? Yeah. Like I feel like lately it's, it's weird. It's a different passion. Like, you know, I think for so long I've always, what's the next step, mm. you know? When you talk to your friends and everything, you, you talk about like getting to movies, going out to LA, going out to Chicago, going out to New York. 
me, I was like, I never saw me doing that. Like I never mm -hmm. took that level. Like, but so as much as I want to be on TV, if I'm not applying for the job, like, like I'm not going to get on TV. Yeah. So I really didn't know. I didn't really know what the next level was. And I was mm -hmm. like, wait, is it become, and every time I was ever in a relationship, mm -hmm. it became like a job, you know, it wasn't the same passion when I was single or going through shit. It was always the passion because it was my real, it was my real bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My real yeah. girl, no disrespect. Yeah. Like it's like, it yeah, was, it's to this day it is like, you know what I mean? Like comedy, has made me feel things that ain't nobody else made me feel. I got two daughters. I've been, I've found my soulmate. I got good parents, but ain't no one of them made me feel what I've been through with comedy. Yeah. The, the roar of a crowd and the boo of a crowd like that, that feeling is, is, is unmatched. Like it's it like, it, 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 you could say it's selfish or whatever, but it's, it's reality. You know, I know what you're saying, man, because I get the I get that from a night of rocking a crowd, bro, that 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 yeah. feeling. Oh, man, it's like it's that's where um, I feel that energy, bro. I feed off the crowd. Right. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. real. And at the end of the night, they're like, yo, that, shit, that was off the hook, man. You know, um, I know I I yeah. felt it like, yeah, you yeah. feel that you're like, all right, now what do I do with all this energy, yo? Yeah, I, I gotta you know go chill out or just like let me celebrate, right? But I know what you feel uh, saying about that feeling. Like you can't, you can't. Um, it's unmatched. Yes, yeah. you said it right. like, as, like as comics, we always say that. Like when you do well at a show, mm -hmm. you stay at that club. You you never leave. Mm. You know, perfect example. If you're at the casino and you're the comedy club and you do great you ready to ride that fucking high. You ready to like go out. You walking around the camp, you walking around the casino as, as you ain't shit, but ain't nobody saw that. Yeah. yeah. So you got to stay where everybody saw it to still be the man. Yeah. When I'm done a show at the casino, I'm chilling there. Like, I, like I'm a bus boy. I'm, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm waiting for someone to be like, wait, are you a comedian? I'm like, Oh, I was, uh, you know what I mean? Cause where else am I going to go? I'm not going to go to Krispy Kreme and say that. Like, they're not going <laughs> to give a shit. Like, the only time that's ever worked, I was at the casino one time. And it's funny, uh, our boys went up to see me and they were obviously, you know, dressed up for the casino. I, I don't dress up on stage, you know, jeans, sneakers. So we went to um, one of the clubs, the one in, in Mohegan that's up top. And we show up and he looks at me, I got sneakers and jeans on. And he's like, nah, man, you can't come here like that. I said, oh, I said, my bad. I was like, I was, was performing at the comedy club. He said, what? They called, got the okay, like I was. Oh, and okay. So like, bro, you know me, you can't have me in that situation. I'm, I'm sitting on stool just showing my sneakers to everybody. Like, <laughs> I'm somebody. That's the only time that's ever happened. But <laughs> otherwise, that never happens. Otherwise, when you walk around, you ain't nobody. Like, every now and then, you know, a couple walk by, you're like, oh my God, is that the comedian? But that's rare. Yeah. It's, it's a lonely shit. So you stay where you're comfortable. You stay where you killed it. Yeah, yeah. It's a different life, bro. It, it, like it's a different lifestyle, man. Like we we we're different breeds. I, I just said this to my boy yesterday. I said this to my girl all the time. We're different breeds to be entertainers, to be athletes, to be the center of attention in front of strangers. We're like we're 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 built different, which yeah. doesn't always mean that it's great things. It doesn't always mean right. it's bad. Right. It just means that yo, it's a balance of we're very unique individuals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna put me in the same element with your other exes because I'm a different breed. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they, you're not gonna put me right. in the same with all the other employees at this job because I'm a different breed. Like, you know, I'm a different person. 
Right. You no, know, my, my charisma, my personality, my, my yeah. what I've been through is different. Like, and the way I deal with it is different because I've chosen to entertain people with it. You've chosen to entertain people. Athletes, you know, like, when you're with an athlete, I always say this about, like, Tom Brady and Giselle. Like, Giselle knows, anybody who's with an athlete in, in a major sport or anything knows that, like, you ain't number one priority. You fell in love with this person because they were so driven on their their shit. Yeah. Right? Which means you've already accepted you are not number one priority. Like, if you're an insecure, insecure person going into a relationship with somebody that's showing you, showing you their drive, you're not going to last because you're yeah. going to be like, oh, how come you're always working? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I bet you Tom Brady was moping around the house and Giselle was like, ah, man, just go back to work. Yo. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Like, you're pissing me off now. Like, people be like, oh, marriage is so crazy that Tom Brady, like, couldn't take Giselle for two weeks before he came back. And it's like, yo, it goes it goes the other way too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was like, ah, bro, I'm so you used know to you. Get out of here. here. Go, how many go, times, go, how many times go, go, you shit, bro? Like, just, just go back to work. <laughs> go shit with your friends, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, when you're when you're fulfilling like that, that's your passion. You're fulfilling your 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 dreams. You're in. You're doing what you love to do. It's naturally you're gonna be a better like all all around. Like you coming home, great mood. You know what I'm saying? You just finish doing what you love to do. Um, and I don't think until he finds something else that he loves to do like that, that he might just still play football until he finds that. But see, my thing is on, the, on that, I, I feel like, you know, for a person who speaks so highly of his family and now having a, a, a like a six month old, I'm like, yo, just spend time with your kids. I just be that person. Like yeah. done everything. Like you've done everything and also have the ability to be so active right now not that you're not I, I don't know him like i'm not hating on him like that right 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 but if you are a, a, a star nfl quarterback you are not as active in your kid's life as much as you want to be you can't yeah. be you got yeah. shit going on like you know what i mean like yeah. it's either it's either your kid plays soccer and you watch an hour and a half and nobody keep a score or you study film for an hour and a half so you make sure you don't die <laughs> like that's, yeah. like I'm what? sorry, I'm sorry, Jimmy, but like that that, that soccer game is not as important as you thought it was. Like, <laughs> that's funny. So you so you have a um, that's something else we wanted to talk about too. You have a a six month old after so many years. How, how old's your your oldest daughter? My daughter Jada. She turns twenty one next week. Next Wednesday. Yeah. And then and, I, and then I have a six month old, and Jada's mom has a five month old. Oh, wow. So, like, for forever, you know, like, it was, you know, she's been an only child, and we're all tight. We, you know, we're a blended family, which is crazy. Like, she, her, and my girl, you know, we're pre pretty much pregnant together, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, they kept in contact. I'm cool with, I'm cool with uh, her man, and it's great for my daughter because, like, she gets to have her siblings together. They're going to grow up as siblings. That's dope. You know That's dope. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's a very, very unique situation. You know, I like I've I grew up in a household where people we always say blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. But I don't think I've ever felt blessed, even though I've said it. Like that, this is it, it's it's surreal. You know, it's yeah. great comedy, is is great life experience, but it's at the end of the day, it's surreal. Like that, like, yo, I I because I, I my 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 daughter's mother and I, we've been through our shit. Mm -hmm. we were never together we were always friends so we've been through court shit we've been through child so we've been through shit you know mm -hmm. we were stupid immature and then we bounced back 
we both have a great relationship with my daughter. Like the relationship I have with my 20 year old is amazing. And then I have a daughter, another daughter. I wasn't around for my first daughter's like, I was 24, you know, her mom was like, yo, I don't, I'll never not let you see her or be with her, but I don't need nothing from you. At 24, I was like, I, you know what I mean? Like I was, yeah. I was ignorant, I was stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, immature, extremely immature. So this time I'm going through now everything. I'm going through the pregnancy. I'm going, uh, this is, but I'm a different person too. It grows. I'm older yep. now. Yep. I'm more mature mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm loving it. Like it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, and then, so Jameric, her mother had a son. So not only did my daughter get two siblings, you know, she got sister, brother, bang, bang. You know, she could easily yep. be the parent of them. You know, like when you see pictures, it's the most Puerto Rican shit ever. Like I, I always say, like I said, we're so close that I'm going to be in a playground one time, right? I'm going to have my daughter and then I'm going to have my baby mom's son, right? And I'm going to meet somebody. They're going to be like, is those your kids? And I'm going to be like, I mean, this one is, but this one's my baby mom's. Listen, we're Puerto Rican and that's how we kick it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? The that sister's is about to pick us all up. The sister's about to pick us all up because I've been drinking and I should have been drinking at the playground. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, though. That's that. Uh, bless. Um, you know, Mario had had another one too at late late in life too. Yeah. Well, not late in life, but you know, later than than usual for 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 having parent, uh, for having kids. Um, and I have my five year old, so I think um, mine and his are around the same age, um, but. So how, what's, what do you appreciate the most now about? Time, time. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Like at 45, I'm looking at my daughter, my oldest, and I'm like, damn, all this shit that I didn't do or I did do, here we are with this great relationship. So now I have like a complete do-over in a way. And, and I could play more of a factor than just being a dad. You know what I mean? Like being, just being a father, like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think when we have kids, especially when you're older, we, you know, our survival mode is to protect, you know, you, you know, my girl's 40, you know, um, she was told she could never have kids. Oh, wow. And I was like, bet, I don't, I don't, I don't want to work But I was also like challenge accepted, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Nice. I had to prove I was. I had to prove I was Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, I fucking lost my train of thought. With that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's good, man. So, um, it's I saw me too. It's it's crazy. It's crazy seeing seeing my daughter now grow. My girl and I just watch these pictures, and I'm like, damn, that was only like it's only been six months. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm living in the moment. I'm appreciating. I'm not picking up going crazy on that hunger of like, Oh, I got to get on stage. I got to do this. I'm still loving doing comedy. I love it. It makes me appreciate. Like when I go on stage now, I look at the crowd differently. I'm like, you know what? Like, yo, I got a gorgeous baby. Oh, like y'all ain't shit. (laughs) Y'all ain't shit. And I'm having more fun doing it. I'm having more fun doing it. That's dope, man. So I'm in, I'm in the same place. Um, I, if I had, and that's what, and, and and sometimes you know I charge a little more uh, parties because you know nothing nothing against anybody that's that that's uh, looking for a DJ um, to spin their event, but 
it's like the, a lot of time I miss Saturdays, uh, Friday nights. Like those are those are times that like I'm missing away from from what I really love. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, family time. Um, you know, when I'm away, it's like they're they're like, man, I wish you was here. We're watching movies. We're going to the beach. We're doing this, and I'm like, right. well, man, I mean, I I, I got to work too, but um, but it's it's what you're saying that that time uh now as a unit because i i with isaiah my oldest um you know i didn't have it wasn't a it wasn't uh his mom wasn't around right so it wasn't like a, a family unit um and now this one that uh my this relationship is i mean i'm married i have the, my daughter where it feels like you know this is family time doing family stuff yeah. Um. And and it just feels so good. It's just, and like you said, I'm I'm sitting over there DJing, and I'm like, man, what I got at home, like, yeah, watching movies. Yeah, um, right. You put you put different um worth on it. You know, I I think what made it for me, you know, my dad had me at 24, mm. and then he had my brother at 42. You know, um, uh, and he is honestly the only person that knows exactly what I feel, what I'm going through, yeah. you know, like with everything. Yeah. And he worked as soon as when I, when I moved to my father, all he did was work. My father, mm -hmm. all he showed me was work. So my work ethic comes from my father. Like yeah. put me in a job. I, I bartend. And when I bartend and they find out I'm a comedian, people be like, yo, you're not even funny. Right. Cause I'm working. <laughs> I'm work. When I'm clocked in, I'm clocked in. Like it's work. It's not, this ain't funny. This ain't jokes. This, you know, like I'll be posting and I'll be bartending, but like people get disappointed when they show up because I'm not, I, I'm, I, I'll get you drunk. I'll get you full, but I'm not, you ain't going to be like out there dying. Like I didn't get paid for that yet. I didn't get, I'm only getting an hourly. I'm getting an hourly to make drinks and give you food. That's what I just did. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my dad, like now that my dad's a grandfather uh, again, he's been big on like, yo, Cause my girl stop, I, you know, my girl stays home. So I, I pick up anything now. I do comedy, I bartend, I, I like, I, I'm take where I would charge 500, I'm taking it for 200 just to put the money to pay the bill. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Thank and my dad that. is like, yo, listen, don't overwork, man. You can't, you can't get back family time. And for him to say that to me, I'm like, all right, I don't need to, I'm not, I'm not as stubborn as I thought I was where I need to go through the same path. So I could say that to my daughter at that age. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to him now. Yeah, yeah. like no you're right so like i like i'll take hits but i'm enjoying it like it's i don't take it as a hit i take it as a financial bump you yeah. know like we'll figure it out we've always figured it out if mm -hmm. i'm still able to go to a, a bar after a show or i'm still able to buy something that i want to buy we're, then we're gonna figure it out right like you right. know what i'm saying we're not gonna be homeless it's, it, it may not be comfortable for a moment but this is more so i told my girl i said you know not only do i think you picking up shifts at work would be great for you you know, to get back out. Yeah. Cause my girl was an independent as shit. And then she, you know, she's an amazing mom. She's an amazing mom. But it was like, her life was like, all right, boop, boop. <laughs> we just reprogrammed everything. <laughs> me, I'm expecting this. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, and she looking at me like, oh, you didn't get a new phone? I'm like, nah, I'm still working this old model right here. Cause <laughs> I'm still working. I'm still on stage. I'm still, yep. I'm still doing what I gotta do. Mm -hmm. You know, and she, she is she a whole new block phone. Like white, <laughs> like. <laughs> So it's different, yeah. you know, it, it's, you know. But. Yeah, 
I feel you though. That, and that time is valuable is what it is. That time it is, is valuable. <clears throat> and I'm glad that, that you're, that's, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see you enjoying that. Um, and I see that on Facebook every once in a while. So let me, damn, I was going to ask you something when you were saying that, what was it? Um, uh, oh yeah. So when you were saying like, yo, I'm bartending now, then they're saying like, you're not funny. Right. Like they're right. I'm not funny. I'm, I'm bartending. So this my thing, what I get is like short and ghost. And, and um, I go to to the bar Eggy work at and they got a jukebox. They're like, yo, Che, um, put some tunes. You'll pick some songs. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't. I, I, I genuinely do not like picking songs if I don't have to pick a song, bro. That's right. That, if you're not paying me, if you're not. Like, well, the thing is, like, I do like I do like making people laugh. I just don't like to be commanded on it. Like it's because I like I enjoy doing it. You know, it, it, I enjoy eating ice cream. I don't want someone to be like, "Yo, have some ice cream. Have some ice cream." Have some, like I'd be like, "No, nah, I don't even want it." Yeah, yeah. Like really, like it, and that's how I feel. Like it's you know, when people they want it. You know, what I mean, they want you to do something for free at all times. So yeah, you know, and I and I know you and I've been in. We've had conversations about this where it's yeah. like you know, coming up in a group of friends that friends that have supported you, friends that believe in you, they always want something. They forget about the business aspect of it. You know, mm -hmm. a true friend doesn't, I don't want, like, you know, you know, like, I don't want you to do it for free. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a true, a true friend wants to put money in your pocket. Like, that's what we doing. This is what we out here to do. Like, yeah, yeah. if we keep, if, if I started a business, I, I, I bought a food trailer. Me and my girl, we bought a food trailer. It's supposed to be kicked off in a couple months. Oh yeah? Yeah. So like, it's, you know, we got that plus with comedy. But if I if I'm gonna make it, and I have a hundred friends, diehard friends, come yeah. to shows, started from day one. Now you all come to my business, and I give you all free. That's a hundred dishes I lost on top yeah. of trying to make the money to pay for this shit. Like, yeah, it's you know what I mean. Like you you do that with people you don't know. Like if I go to your shit, like it's like one of those things. Like if I if if, if you had a food thing and I'm going to your thing. And it's seven dollars. I'm giving you twenty. Seven for this. Seven for the yo. Seven for yeah. the product. Three. Three for the you doing it. Yeah, yeah. You're it's doing important. it. And, I, and that's a that's that's minimal. Yeah. Because you didn't ask me for a loan. You didn't ask me for nothing. It's minimal. It's it yeah. is. I, I just threw fifteen dollars. You know, thirteen dollars. Yeah. On top of that, just to balance out this whole process for you. That's yeah. what I can do as a friend. Right. But people don't think like that. People don't think like that. You you start this podcast. Like, share, comment yeah. on it. Like, just tell yeah. a friend to listen to it. People are like, ah, I can't. You know, ah, I got the kids. But what about when you take a shit and you play the game? You can't <laughs> listen to the podcast. You can't like it. You can't, you can't just right, shit. Right. You can't listen to like 10 minutes to just tell somebody that you believe in it. Right. But the right. moment you blow up, the moment, the moment that is, you know, the shell, the crab introduces you. <laughs> now motherfuckers are like, oh, that's my boy. Yo, let me get some free tickets. Like, yo, it's, it's, you know, it's a. Uh, yep. So yeah, and that's that's the shit. It's like, oh, my boy got a food truck. I'm gonna be there every day. Like, no, right. no, you're not gonna yeah. be there every day, bro. Bartending. Look, look, when I say I'm bartending, my your boys show up. They think they're gonna get free drinks. So mm -hmm. I I work I've worked in dive bars where you can hook up your peoples, right? And when you hook up your peoples, there's like a there's an unknown thing. So you just ordered five Long Islands. They're seven dollars, right? That's $35 you were going to tip. I mean, you were going to pay. And then let's say you do $5. That's $40. You were ready to, you were, any other bar, you paying that $40. Yeah. 
I just charge you for one. Yeah. $5 and then you put $3 on that? You could actually, you could put 20 on it and still be 15 less than what you were originally going to pay. <laughs> but we don't think like that. We think like, yo, it's, it's. Yeah, it's, it's abuse. It's an abuse. It's taking advantage. Yeah. It's abuse. Yeah. Um, and there's a difference. There's a difference where like, you know, you're hooking your boy up because, yo, genuinely, listen, I mean, you just bought five drinks. I'm going to give you two, right? right. But, um, but yeah, it's just some people don't understand that. So let me ask you, because I was going to ask you, um, you know, how do you or what do you ever get tired of expecting to be funny? And I think you kind of answered that. Another question I do have is how do you how do you remain funny? When something in your life is not you something you got something going on in your in your life that is not funny. It's hard. Like I, two two situations that pop in my head instantly. Uh, I had my uh, stepfather's uh, funeral on a Saturday in, in in New York, and early in the day. And then by nighttime, I had to leave because at night I had a show in Meriden. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was leaving Yonkers to get up to Meriden, and it was it was it was like weird. You know what I mean? Like I went from the emotions of the funeral. You know, the emotions of the people that showed up, all that stuff. Uh, still didn't deal. I still wasn't dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like, I had an amazing uh, relationship with my stepfather. So then I get to this show, and it's like 300 people in Meriden, but it's like trashy, you know? And they, they, they got comics doing I'm closing the show, and each comic has already done like a half hour. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. there's, sometimes there's just too much comedy. Yeah. You know? Um and the dude introduces me as like, Are you guys ready for your headliner? He goes, um, he just left his stepfather's funeral, like to be here with y'all. Like he thought that was gonna amp him up, but like that's a downer, you know? Yeah. Um and regardless, I had to be funny. Like I had to there was probably I was probably shorter in my reaction towards bullshit where I was just like, Come on, like fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it it was a blur in a way. Yeah. And then the other time was I was at Funny Bone um, for a weekend from Wednesday through Sunday. And the show on Sunday started at seven o'clock. I thought it I thought it started at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. And Jesse was driving me. And as we were driving, there was a car in front of us. And it, it was like a like a like a little box truck, box car, whatever. And it went like this. And I oh, shit. And then it turned on its side and slid like some movie shit right and now you know like uh, for those who don't know like the one or two of you that don't know jesse like (laughs) you know like this he you know he want to save the day so he like we pull over he pulls over right he pulls over and another car pulls over thank god the other car was like a state marshal right so they run it over and it was a mother and daughter and basically what happened was i think the the daughter was driving so she was probably like in her 20s Right. And then it was like, oh, we're supposed to get off that exit. Uh, and when she jerked the wheel, you know, that whole thing where you don't realize how big you jerking the wheel with the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it was one of those. And then it slid. So the terror, they bro, the terror on their faces. We saw this live. Like they were like, we saw it happen. We saw the slide. And then when like we got up to the car and the state trooper was in state trooper mode. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was saving the day. Jesse was like his sidekick and I was a selfish entertainer. I was like, yo, I think, I, I mean, we gotta, I don't wanna be a dick, but we gotta go. So Jesse, like, you know, it's like, it's like I'm pulling a firefighter away from fire, right? He gets, he gets in the car, we get to Funny Bone and it's like 6.55. And when I walk in, they're like, yo, we're like, I was, the show started at set, it starts at seven. So I legit was just taking my jacket off and going on stage. And I didn't mention it once to the crowd because I was hosting. Yeah. I didn't mention it once to the crowd, but it was like it was like a moment where I was just like, "How's everybody doing?" Like, you know I mean? like <laughs> dying for someone to be like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know what I mean? But I was just like, ah, I just ran through my jokes and like, and it was like you still have to be funny, you know. I think also like I find, unfortunately, because I'm a fucked up individual, in bad situations, I think funny. Mm-hmm. So when you have that mentality already, yeah. when something bad happens, I think you automatically go into that mode, you know, as a, it's a, it's a defense mode for myself. Yeah. You know, it's also a protection mode for whoever I'm doing it for, or it could be a protection mode for myself. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I get you. I get what you're saying. So, and to, to, um, in, in, in talking about that, you do. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, it's, it's, you've you try to get through all the you get through all the trauma that you've been through in your life to get to to your right. to your jokes um and you know i hear uh, uh comedians a lot of comedians when they interview and, and they talk about um you know why they why they're comedians a lot of them say it's because you know there's so much shit that i've been through that yeah. that uh how is that for you is that yeah it's 100 percent. like it's you know comedians I remember I was I was watching an interview with Jerry Seinfeld and he had said this that like he could go to a show and connect with a comedian from like Denver closer than anybody in his family because he just automatically knows what that person's going through because we we choose to like this is how we deal with our shit this is it's a you know the way I feel right before I go on stage and the way I feel like when I'm on stage is completely different than how I feel when I'm off stage or when I think about going on stage oh yeah you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. like it, it's uh, it, it's it's not to say that it's a it's a character, but it's a it's an out of body of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when when it comes to going doing it, it's, it's you know, is it therapeutic? It's therapeutic, obviously. It is. It is. I, and a lot of us will say that on stage. A lot of us will say we're like, hey, this is therapy. You know, I can't afford yeah. therapy. Ha ha ha. There's a, there's a reality. Like I've been in therapy. I love therapy. I think everybody. Yeah. I think everybody. Fan. I think everybody yet, should but... go to therapy. I think the problem with therapy is that people go to therapy thinking that they're going to solve their problems, but it's like no, you have to find a therapist first. That's the key. Like it's okay to go to therapists, but you got to find somebody that you are going to be completely raw and honest, and and not judge yourself, and not and that's hard. That's hard. Like you you know that's a process. Yeah. You got to go. It's like a relationship. You got to go through some therapists. You know, once you feel a ter- type of way about a therapist, yo, you move on, you know, yeah. because if, because once you find a good therapist mm-hmm. or a good therapy, it, could, like, it doesn't always have to be a therapist. It could be something that you're doing that's therapeutic Yeah. It, to get to express, to get like, you know, this, mm-hmm. I don't care if there's two followers, one person listening, it doesn't matter, but the expression that comes out is the most important thing. Exactly. You know, and that's what therapy really is. Therapy is you you saying it and somebody trained enough 
to help. It's like a tugboat to help yeah. you. My dad used to say this when I was a kid. He said, you're a battleship and I'm just a tugboat. I'm not telling you which way to go. I'm just trying to nudge you in the right direction. And that's all a therapist does. A therapist yeah. does the same fucking bullshit. You just have to find the right therapist. Yeah. We all need we all need it. We all been through some shit. Like, yeah, we, we no. do. So I like, I've been to, you know, I've, my, I'll never forget. My therapist said to me one time, she started laughing. She goes, I gotta be honest. She goes, I'm always thoroughly entertained <laughs> by your life. And I go, I don't know if that's a, the thing you're supposed to say to your patient, but she knew I could take that. Like for me, I need my therapist to say that to me. Cause if you, if you give me too many words, you know, like professional, like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be like, I, yeah. I, I, I study that. I'll see right through it. Like, yeah, in order exactly. to break me, you got to show me you just as bad as me. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you think, you, if you show me that you're better than me, I will break you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, you, right. you want to go like, you want to go that narrow? Right, right, right. Oh, so you want to ask open-ended questions. Her. <laughs> like, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it, bro. Like, so... Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, it is therapy. Like, there, it's a release. But the bad thing is, is like, just like therapy, like if, in therapy, you could talk about some tragic shit that happened to your life. And then when you leave, it could have sparked off some other shit that happened in your life and you just in a bad place and you got to keep uh, going to work through it. Same yeah. thing with comedy. So if I go on stage and I'm using this as therapy, oh, you know what? I just got to, I need a break. I got to get out of the house and I have a bad show. Well, I'm living that. Like yeah. New Year's Day this year, I like I hated my show. I had a, it was early. I hate it, it fucked me up for like weeks to the point where I was talking to people. Comics are like, "Oh, it's Mercury rising." You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I do. I'm a Capricorn. I do with all that shit all the time. And then you have, you know, like my my fellow comics being like, "Oh, that shit happens. You just what you got to do." And I'm like, nah, I'm not like any of y'all. Like, this is what's happening to me right now. And I hate it because I this is my therapy. It was like going to your therapist and they and they were having a bad day. Yeah. They didn't yeah, write yeah. nothing down. They didn't write nothing down. They just looked at you and said, and, and, keep going, go, go. All right. You know what? I'm going to pay you to just stop talking. And they left. Like, that's what it felt like. That's what a bad show feels like. Your therapist fucking <laughs> gave so up my so how do you get how do you get through that or how or yeah how how do you bounce back from that I, I i don't know like i've always said like i'm lucky enough to have i'm lucky enough to have a good core of people that just don't look at me with success or failure in any way they look at me the same no matter what yeah so when i'm my downest they look at me like come on like they get up when I'm up, they look at me like, I know you ain't thinking you that high. Like, you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know, it's acceptance. I just, as I'm getting older with growth, I'm accepting it more. Like, it's part of life. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's what's supposed to make you supposed to get up and say, not not tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you got me last night. You hit me. Like, you know, what do you do when you get hit in the mouth? Do you do you look at the ref and be like, yo, hit me in the mouth? Do you, do you go, <laughs> like, how do you train? You train like, yo, you're not going to hit me again. You, you may lay me out, you may beat me, but you're not gonna hit me in my mouth again. You're not. I don't like to be hit in my mouth. You're not gonna hit me in my mouth again. That's, I think that's that mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they just keep going. They yeah, still got like, that passion for it. Um, I feel that, I feel the same way. I'm learning that there's, it's, it's okay. So, I mean, we, it's okay to have messed up in, in something that you love to do. You know, you, you went it with intentions of, of doing a great job. And you just totally bombed it, right? Um, right. And because those things are going to happen, but that's 
sitting with it is okay. Like, you know, it can be uncomfortable and it's okay if it's uncomfortable. It's like we get, some people can get stuck in their head. Like, oh my God, like, you know, how am I going to get back? Or they get on stage and they're thinking about the last one and it, and it's stopping them from actually performing yeah. this time or doing something better this time where you, it you have to give your time, give yourself time to like sit with it because yeah, I mean, it's yours. You did it. You messed it up. Um, accept it and, and then like move forward from it. Um, and some things are easier to bounce back for, from than other things, but it, it's something that we, if we fight it and we like, uh, beating ourselves up for it. It's like, yo, you're, you're, you're not going to be a hundred percent or you're not going to give it your all the next time. If you're still there. Um, I've always, listened. I've always, I've always beaten myself up. I've always gotten in my own way. Yeah. Uh, going back to one of the questions you had asked about, like, you know, what's different now with having my daughter, like that's yeah. what's making me realize all these things. And I'm like, but I don't have to keep doing it. I don't have to keep beating myself up. I don't have to keep overthinking. I don't have to keep getting in my own way. Like now is the time. Like now is the time to, to do it, you know. And this is what I'm doing. Like you know, I'm 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 embracing it more. I'm appreciating it more. I'm expressing more. Yeah. I'm I'm accepting more. And and the acceptance uh, is the key because mm-hmm. we all say it. We all say, oh, you gotta you gotta accept this. You gotta, but like no, like to really accept. Like people don't accept themselves, but they be in relationships. So how are you supposed to accept another person, but you haven't even accepted yourself? Yeah. You know, but now you get mad. Now you see them accepting themselves. Like they just do dumb. And you're like, yo, <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, it, all it really is, is that like, nobody's, you're not accepting each other. It's a hard thing to yeah. accept somebody. It is. It's yeah. all, like, I don't, by one, one of the funniest things I do with my girl, <clears throat> she'll always be like, if I did that, you would go crazy. And I'm always like, right. I would never date me. I don't know why you do it. I would never like, oh my, I would blow up my phone on myself. Like I would drive myself like, oh my God, I would go to the hospital because of me. I would never date me. Like I would like, you're nuts. You're crazy. You're the one rolling with fire. (laughs) But it's, but it's because now I'm getting to a point that I'm accepting more. You know, this, I just, so recently I've been going through this thing where it's like, I don't have a fear of dying. Yeah. I don't have a fear of getting old. I do have a fear of like getting dementia and, and, and forgetting. I do like, you know, I'm watching my mother-in-law go through that shit. Like I, like I do, mm-hmm. I, I, I fear that. But I also like, I'm fearing now that like, I'm gonna die and whatever afterlife there is, whatever, it's just gonna show me options I could have done. Not to say, oh, you're supposed to do this. You know, like I'm not saying I, I was saying that last week, but then I'm more realizing that, like, no, just options. Like, you know what? If you would have done this, this is the path you would have gotten. And that bothers me because it's like, why didn't I ever do those things? Why didn't I ever take chances besides doing comedy? See, yeah. people think, oh, it's crazy you can go on stage and do comedy, but it's like, oh, I'm not even taking the chances I should be taking. Like, once I take those chances, I'm going to be unstoppable. I ain't no one's, you know? Mm. it's but because it's that whole acceptance thing like i'm starting to accept me so this weekend i'm with two people i really care about uh jesse and my best friend danielle and i go you know what i've been realizing lately i was like that anybody who truly truly loves me has all had a moment where they wanted to fucking kill me (laughs) 
<laughs> and they both in, they both instantly were like, I mean, you already know how I feel, like, right? And I go, I go, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I asked my girl, and she said that was a good thing. I, th- I think it is. And my, good and my best friend said she goes, it is a good thing because that means that you, you know, my girl said the same thing that you are affecting people so much that they get so annoyed by you and they love you at the same breath. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you told me that 10 years ago, five years ago, I would have been like, ah, oh, I'm a people pleaser. How do I win them back over? Now I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's who I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you love to hate me, hate to love me. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll put it. Like, I, I could fit that role. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, I think it also goes with, um, with they love you. They love you enough to like get annoyed with you. Like, if they didn't care, they, right. and they would have been like, man, I don't right. with this guy. And they just right. totally ignored you and keep the moving. Right. Now, you know, they don't, they don't care about right. you. But for that's, them why I know. There, that's why I know, that's why I know Jesse's my best friend because he hates. <laughs> 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 no, like, he already knows. Yo, like, he, oh, I, I got a, I got, I got like a short leash. He has a short leash for me. Like, a <laughs> short fuse. It's like his son, and then like I'm right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like his just... son, his son by a notch, and then me, and then his pops, <laughs> and then the rest of the world. Like it's like notches behind us. <laughs> but under his skin, it's us right here. It's it's a threesome. Yeah. And if you ever cool. see me, his pops, and his son in the same room, just laugh because you already know he's tight. He's tight. He's mad about us breathing. <laughs> uh, That's funny. I'll be watching this show. Do you, do you record this and then send out the link? Yeah, I record okay. it and then I send out the link. Yep. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, but uh, we can um we can pick up another time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good catching up with you. I do want to do one again. I just don't want to make them too long. Um, but yo, uh, so tell people where you at now. What what do you what do you have coming up this year or this, the next few months uh, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. This Saturday, um, I'm at Pre and Vineyards. I don't know when this link goes out. Uh, this the last Sunday of the month. I'm at uh, Comics in Mohegan Sun. I'm in Meriden uh, the 25th, uh, the 26th. I'm at Southern Beauty in Middletown. And uh, my girl, my daughter, and I we uh, we got a food trailer. It's called the Goofy Barn. Goofy Barn coming out. It's coming out. Goofy Barn. Um, nice. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a picture of that to send me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can send you a picture. Do that, yeah. Um, we're um our specialty dish is like an Irish style nachos, where it's like sliced roasted potatoes with your choice of protein on top, chicken, steak, veggies, homemade cheese sauce, peppers, onions, mushrooms. Um, and then we also um incorporate comedy, so we could do your whole event. Like you know, I mean, you have a party, we cater it. Got comedy show. We got. I play music. You know, so that is dope. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, with you know the word pass, we already have two big gigs in June, which is great. We have a wedding and an 18th birthday party, and we'll probably try to get like a, a like the goal is to get like a standard location as far as for the trailer. But as far as catering events and providing everything else, we could do that. Like, nice. you know, we have the equipment and stuff like that. So we're excited about that. It's gonna it's gonna be a, a long spring and summer. We're looking forward to it. Um, you can follow me, DarrenVera.com. I'm on Snap, Instagram as Rice and Bean Joker. Uh, Facebook, Darren Rivera. I post all my shows. Follow me, like me, cash at me, Venmo me. I mean, 
Yo, I'm about to make a shirt with my Venmo and Cash App in it, just and just wear it every single day. Where people be like, "What's this?" I'd be like, "I mean, try it." Like, <laughs> Do you like the shirt? All right, give me a dollar. Give me because everyone does it. I mean, that's fifty dollars a day. One dollar per like. Right. Yeah. Like, if you like it, like, I don't got time for social media with the thumbs up and shit like that. I want to know a real like. <laughs> you like it? I'll be at Buckland Mall. I'll be at West Farms, just getting likes. <laughs> one like, one dollar. Um, I'm actually gonna go to your show this weekend. So I was, tell, I was telling my wife, uh, it's her birthday Saturday. So nice. I'm like, babe, look, um, Bronx just got back to me. He wants to do the podcast, and he's got a show coming up. And she's like, what? When? And I'm like, Saturday. I'm like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Um, well, she doesn't know uh, the whole plans, but um, I will be seeing you. Is it's at Priam Vineyards? Yeah, Priam Vineyards. Great place. It's one of my, it's actually one of my, I, I say that a lot on social media because I'm always showing love to people that have me perform, but comics, Priam, um, Alvarium, some of my favorite places. I'm at Alvarium every, every other month. It's me and a bunch of comics, different. It's, you know, Darren Rivera and friends. Yeah. Uh, time. We just had one last Friday. We have our next one, uh, May 20th. But like I said, we, we got a lot of stuff in the works. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing a podcast soon called Darren and Fiends. Nice. Um, it's it's really it's similar to this in the sense where I'll be interviewing friends and fellow comics and different people that just if you a friend of mine then you you a fiend for something it could be hustle it could be money it could be a drug it could be whatever but I know we got passion and that's what we can talk about so yeah yeah that's dope man I'm proud of you huh same bro yo hit me up um you got your new seed God bless you and your family everyone man. Good to see you, and I'll see you Saturday. All right, man. Send me that link. Hold on. Don't go, don't go anywhere yet.